0: Hi, uh, it's great to be with you again to come and share with you this message on oneness the economy of grace the reason why I'm talking about oneness is because it comes from Acts chapter 4 and in Acts chapter 4 we read the story of how the believers were of one heart and one soul and none of them um, took the that which they possessed was as their own And the Bible talks about great power being there and great grace being upon them all. And as many as had lands and possessions, they sold them and came and distributed them all, gave them to the apostles, uh, and they distributed as everybody had need. So we find... And so it it was out of this oneness that there was a great grace that was upon everyone. And this grace worked in the hearts of the believers that they began to distribute what they had and in their distribution there was nobody that lacked and and not even those who distributed um, began to lack but they just uh, they just increased in their ability to give because whenever you distribute grace it always multiplies and increases and one of the ways that you, as you can see, that is in, I think it's in John chapter six, where the Bible says that Jesus, um, he was journeying, and there were a multitude of people following him, and after a while they became hungry, and the, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, you know, give them to eat, and they said, Lord, how can we feed these people? We have nothing here. Uh, Where will we get bread? You know, we don't even have enough money to buy, to feed all these people. Um, How shall we feed? And the Bible says that Jesus knew what he would do, but this he did to test them and ask them and just see uh, what they would do. And as he he went on, eventually Jesus said, uh, you know, what do you have? And they said, no, but we have this boy's lunch. You know, it's five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus said, bring it to me. And, and many times um, we have a need that is large. You know, it's great. And what we possess in terms of the great need that is there, we say, Lord, how will this ever meet this need that is so great? And the answer to that is how Jesus said, give it to me. And when they put it in the hands of Jesus, the five loaves to feed 5,000, Jesus went on and he said, Bible says he took the bread and he blessed the bread. He took the bread, gave thanks, blessed it, broke it, and distributed it. So what happens here now is that as, as, the, as we take the things that God gives to us, That is so insignificant to the need that we have we find this revelation that we take it and we give thanks the word give thanks in the greek me is is eucharist um it is two words you and chorus it's grace and to give and to speak well of so whenever you give thanks to God for what you have been given. For even that little bit that you do have. What you are doing is you are imparting into what you have. Grace. And you are generating grace. Like a generator that generates power. You generate grace. And you and you impart into whatever you are holding within your hands. You impart to it grace. And so as he lifted his eyes up. And he gave thanks. He, he put grace into it. So when he blessed it, and he broke it, and then he gave to his disciples, he distributed to them, they then distributed to the multitude. And as they distributed, it multiplied. It increased. But the amazing thing that we understand, as I've told you, in previous sessions that whenever you give something freely it now becomes grace and not just a material thing so if you gave money and you gave it in the right heart and the way that God wanted you to give that it represents the way he gives freely, undeserved it becomes grace and it becomes a gift so Jesus distributed and when he distributed it Um, and whenever you do that grace always increases when it is being distributed and so what happened was that jesus was not just giving them bread anymore he was now also giving them grace there was something supernatural upon what he was giving and as they distributed that grace it just multiplied and it met the need whereas what they had was so insignificant to the need that they need that they needed to or to the demand that that was there but when they distributed the way that God wanted them to distribute the economy of God started to work and so the giving and the receiving and the continuous giving and the receiving and the continuous giving and the receiving and the continuous giving as they did that there was they met the need that was out there to feed 5000 people at the end of the day when they had fed everybody there were still leftovers and they took up 12 baskets of crumbs of the bread and so there was still leftover more and so what we can see out of that is that we need to understand we need to understand the importance of giving we may have such a big need In our lives such a lack that is so there but what did the what did the church do in Acts chapter 4 when there was lack amongst the people they started to distribute and when they started to distribute they started to meet the need that was there and the Bible says and there was none that lacked why because the people were distributing now remember, I'm talking to you about an economy. An economy has a demand, a supply, a distribution, and a consumption. An administration of that which is of the resource or, which of, or of the supply that is there. The administration, distribution. Now when we understand that, what does God give to us? He gives to us grace. He gives it to us freely. Now, We must distribute grace. Grace was never meant, it was never meant that grace should just stay with you. God didn't give you grace so that you can keep it to yourself. God gave you grace so that you can distribute the grace of God. And so, as you distribute the grace of God, it increases. So, what is the solution to your lack? Give. That's how Jesus met the need. That's how his supply, that's how the supply increased based upon the demand. You have to give. You have to distribute. And we, 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 we don't understand that because we live in a world or an economy where if we want, we work harder. Whereas God says in his economy, if you lack, don't work harder, just distribute. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't work. You should work. But the key to advancing is in giving. I remember many years ago, my wife and um, my wife was lying in bed one morning, and the Lord spoke to her and said, "and said advance through giving." Now we heard those words from the Lord, but we just didn't understand the significance of what He was saying and we didn't make enough time to meditate upon what He said to us. But today, I can tell you I understand those words. I understand what it means when God says, advance by giving. You can can remove your lack by you understanding that you must distribute. And when we look at the lack and what we possess, In terms of the demand that's on our lives and the lack that is there we say we don't have enough we have fear of giving but Jesus took the five loaves and he distributed and he gave and he gave and as they gave it increased until eventually the 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 supply was met Um, take for example the story that we have of of uh, I don't know if it's Elijah or Elisha that comes to the woman who has a debt, you know, and she needs to meet this debt, and she comes to the man of God and she says, "I have the people want to take my things," and he says to her, "Go get empty bottles." I was asked her, "What does she have?" And she said, "No, I've got this oil and so on." He said, "Okay, go get empty bottles as many empty vessels that you can get, and then." take that little bit of oil that you have and start pouring it in to the empty bottles. Here she's got lots of empty vessels. There's such a lack, such a demand for a supply. But all she has is this little bit. But what must she do? She must pour it out, distribute, distribute, give. As she begins to pour out the economy of God starts to kick in and then what happens is that this the supply of oil did not cease so as she poured the supernatural economy of God began to supply supernaturally more oil And she poured into the vessels and more oil, poured into the next vessel, more oil, poured into the next vessel, more oil, poured into another vessel, more oil, until all the vessels were full of oil and there was no more demand. Then she stopped the distribution, the pouring of the oil. And when she did that, she stopped the economy. The economy just stopped right there. There was no longer a supply. And what I want to say is that in the economy of God, if you want to meet your lack, distribute. But you've got to understand the way that you must give in the spirit of generosity, freedom, uh, not fear of tomorrow, knowing that God will supply more when you distribute The farmer knows he must sow seed, because if he doesn't sow seed, there will be nothing to harvest. And so he has to lose the fear of sowing his seed and not hold on to everything that he has. We must distribute. This becomes so clear, then the understanding that I must give, I must distribute, I must not hold on to what I have. and uh, when you look at the, the story of Elijah also, who prophesied the famine that would come and there would be no rain, and in the days of Ahab and Jezebel, <coughs> and then what happens is he he goes to the brook Kedron, and the ravens come and feed him, and, but the brook dries up after a while, and the Lord says to him, go to a widow, um, go to a certain place or city, uh, there I have commanded a widow to take care of you. He comes to this city, uh, to this place where this widow is. And when he finds this widow, uh, she doesn't know about him. She doesn't even know that the Lord said that she should take care of him. But he knows the word of the Lord. And the Bible says that when Elijah comes to this widow, he tells her, he says, give to me, you know, and what do you have? And she says, no, I've got this little bit, me and my child, we're getting ready to die this is my last food i don't know what i'm going to do you see the demand for tomorrow is there but all she has is the last and instead of eating what she has she distributes what she has and so what does uh, elijah tell her no make for me make for me food Give to me first, you and your son, eat. And as surely as the Lord lives, the barrel of oil shall not fail, you know, and, and the flower shall not cease, and they will just continue to be now. So what did she do? She ate, and then she distributed. As she distributed, as she gave to Him, she received from Him the miracle of provision, the supernatural Economy. There is something supernatural about it. So she stepped into that economy. And so what happened was, as she distributed, she received. As she gave, she received. This is an economy that is at work. I know I've said this before, but I'm saying it again. There was a giving and a receiving. So what did she do? She stepped into the economy. All of a sudden she's living by the economy of God. And this is what we gotta see. We gotta see, we gotta recognize the economy. So I have an effect upon the economy of God within my own life by how I distribute what what is in my hands. If I sow sparingly, I will reap Sparingly, if i if i sow bountifully i will reap bountifully your economy or the economy of god works you activate the economy of god within your life by your giving by your distribution and i mean it is a lockdown and i am seeing that in our distribution we are increasing it's amazing to see how that in a time like this we are increasing and but it is not because of anything else or we are clever or somebody but because we are tapping into God's economy there is another economy I am trying to get this picture through to you you know that in the world's economy if you want more you got to work more sweat more but you know what favor is like while you are working favor upon your life that you are increasing and growing and you don't understand simply because of the favor of God When the favor of God is there, then things will work out, things will grow, things will multiply. Don't stop the administration of grace, the distribution of grace. And the administration of grace is a key word. You have received something, how are you going to faithfully administrate or steward this this thing that you have received from God freely um, on behalf of Him? And when we look at that, and this is where we go back now to Second Corinthians chapter 9, and we look at the scripture where it says in verse 6, but, uh, but this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. I explained that in the previous session. Uh, verse 7 it says, and every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Here you can see your administration must also be with the right heart. So uh, your stewardship must be correct. When you give, give with the right heart. Don't give grudgingly or out of necessity, because that has an influence upon how you reap and how you receive from God. And when we understand the economy of God, we won't even be concerned anymore about even the reaping because all we are thinking is giving. The key, the key, the key, the key in God's economy is give. And when you understand that, you're not looking to receive. You're looking to give because you understand the power of giving. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And so we need to give with the right heart. A heart that is free, a heart that doesn't expect anything in return, a heart that just distributes. And and while I might be emphasizing financially here now, there's just it's just when you have the spirit of generosity, it's not just by giving money. It is you give a hug, you give an encouragement, you give a prophecy, you give a prayer, you give support, you give, you give the grace that you have. Paul said, I was given grace to preach the gospel so when he preaches the gospel he was distributing grace and and so they and then and he had to steward faithfully the the mysteries of god and in doing that he was faithfully stewarding the grace of god in his life and 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 you can see how this all works together you have to understand that that there's that spirit of generosity Give a hug. Don't expect anything in return. Give someone your support. Don't expect anything in return. Give someone a prophecy. Give somebody a prayer. And don't expect anything in return. Give somebody a thousand and a two thousand, and a ten thousand or whatever. Just give and don't expect anything in return. Because when you give... Freely, without expecting anything in return, what you are giving is grace. I know I've said this how many times, but perhaps by if I just say it some different way, or just by the by by just bringing you in remembrance and saying it again, perhaps it will the lights will go on and you will uh, catch what I'm saying. That when you give without expecting in your heart anybody to give back you are giving grace. And when you give it joyfully and freely and want to be a blessing to somebody, what are you giving? You're giving grace. Though you gave them money. Though you gave them a plate of food. Though you gave them a jacket freely. You gave a jacket but you gave grace as well. Because there was a blessing. There was a freedom in it. And there was a joy in it. And there was no expectation. There was no bondage in this whole thing. Because the way you received your salvation was free. And your salvation came by grace. By grace are you saved. Freely, not of works, lest any man should post undeserved. It was earned by Jesus Christ for you. And all you have to do is believe, and He gives you the gift of the grace of salvation. It's a gift, it's free. Our giving must be like a gift. And when we can distribute and administrate what we have in our hands in that way, what happens is, is that we are now not working with possessions. We are working with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, we are now handling the riches of God's grace. And so, Jesus' words were, If you do not know how to to steward faithfully the earthly riches, who will commit to your trust the true riches, which is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? Who will come to you because you don't know how to administrate it properly? You will waste it. You will keep it. You will spend it upon yourself. So here, the cheerful giver is an important thing. And as you do that, verse 8 says, And then God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And like I said, it comes back to you in different ways. It can be a job promotion that all of a sudden just comes your way. It can be a a contract for your business that you don't understand yeah, you, it, can be, it can be you having a divine connection with somebody in, uh, and, it, and it comes to a business and you didn't even look for this man or this person or this woman and all of a sudden this person shows out of nowhere and here there is a beautiful relationship for business and all of a sudden your business thrives. What was that? That was grace. And, 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 and when grace comes and lives in your life, and grace is the thing that's being administrated by you, what happens is that you generate favor. Favor, because grace is favor. Grace can also be translated or, or translated in English as favor, and not just grace. And so that's why the Bible says, and, and Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Why? Because the grace of God in Him, was generating favor not only with God but with man and so as we can look at this as we study this and we see this this is why when in oneness when they began to distribute they they met the need that was amongst them and the best thing we can do in a time of lockdown is not hold back but is distribute is give give distribute give give Don't lose your fear of tomorrow because God will take care of you. There is a supernatural economy, an economy that is outside, and that economy can have an effect upon this economy, the natural one. And we need to live by that one. It's supernatural. We need to understand it. And and so again, I say, as as we look, as we see the needs and the lack that we have presently in our life, we need to understand, what do you have? By faith, take it in your hands. Say, God, I thank you for what I have. I thank you that you are the giver of all things. You have blessed me. I acknowledge you that you have given me this little bit that I have in my hands. I acknowledge that you have blessed me. And I say, thank you. And I appreciate you for it. And I glorify you for it. And then you take that that is in your hand and you distribute it. You are dis- you have just generated, you distributing grace. What's going to happen is it's going to come back to you in a way that you didn't understand. You don't know how it's happened. You don't know how you got where you are. You are just somewhere... Um, And you're just saying God is faithful. God is good. You're experiencing the goodness of God. What does the Bible say about Jesus? He went around doing good. That's how the grace of God in the life of Jesus was just so so at work. Um, When he saw a need for, when there was sickness, what did he do? He distributed the grace he had to heal the sickness. There was the need. He had the supply. What did he do? He supplied it. He distributed. He prayed for the person. This is how we we come to understand that that the grace of God can meet all our needs. Spiritually, physically, it does meet our needs. And I I think, um, I, I tried not to go on into this message, but just try to get you to understand the economy and understand grace. Don't just think of grace as being saved and as God having mercy upon you, but, but actually things that you have received and even that which physical things which are in your possession, which you now distribute in the correct way, also now becomes grace. And so what are you stewarding? You're stewarding the grace of God in your life. And the better you can do that, the more you will harvest the grace of God. And this is how God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you will always have all sufficiency for every good work, any work that you want to do, because grace is your supply you will be able to do any good work you will just find the minute you need to do something the supply will be there i've seen it so many times the minute the minute the demand increases the supply is there because there's a supernatural economy that we live by and um, i want to encourage you with these words Don't be afraid to give in a time like this. Don't use all your money just and eat it up on yourself. Don't eat everything up for yourself. Learn to take what you have in terms of your finances and learn to to eat and then learn also to give. You get a 10 rand, eat 8 rand, give 2 rand. You know, tithe, okay, let's say, Tie the one rand. Just sow a one rand. Eat on the eight rand. With these words I encourage you and I bless you. May the Lord faithfully meet all your needs. According to his riches in glory. In Jesus name. Amen.